The 23-24 NHL season is near. Let's break down everything that's happened in the summer while you've been watching the Giants look promising or falling apart. Right now, here on Summer Shark Bites on Teal Town, USA. Good evening, everyone. September 7th, 2023. We are just a month and five days until the Sharks drop the puck on their 33rd season in the National Hockey League. And we welcome you to Teal Town, USA. We're going to recap the everything that's taken place in the off season. So if you want to be part of the show, here's how you do it. Chat with us and fellow Sharks fans in Sharks territory and around the world on the YouTube page or the app. Follow us on the social YouTube, Twitter, oh, sorry, X. Oh, God, I'll get used to that. Nobody actually. cares. Yeah. Instagram, Facebook, Threads, Reddit, Discord, TikTok, and find everything at tealtownusa.com. And, of course, if you want to support the pod, Venmo us at tealtownusa or hit us up in the Super Chat with a donation. Oh, well, that's pretty. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> And then there's this. <laughs> Good evening, everyone. Alongside Ian Reed and AJ Strong, I am Eric Curra. Guys, happy off season. Just a little bit more to go. Uh, Ian, how's your summer been? Uh, fantastic. Um, really good. I didn't do any of that stuff. I don't know what a giant is. I don't know what they do. Um, <laughs> I don't really care if they're good or bad. But I understand people that watch this channel do care, and I, I sympathize. If Or, you know, or good going. I don't know which one it is. <laughs> AJ, I'm sure you could respond to that question a little bit better. <laughs> a decent summer. Decent summer. Fine. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Gary Radnich. <laughs> Well, I, I will say, I will say, I just want to say that it's always, it's still Twitter to me, damn it. <laughs> right? It, it's still getting uh, used to on that part. Uh, so when we last left with you, AJ and I were at the top of Texas Arena enjoying the uh, Prospects Showcase and everything. And, and then what happened? Uh, I mean, just nothing, <laughs> you know. Logan gets married, has a kid. Uh, Nico Sturm gets engaged. <laughs> Wrong order, by the way. Well, yeah, it's true. <laughs> That's... That's okay. I did. I, I, I did the exact same order, so I'm I'm standing in solidarity. Both my kids were born before I was married. It's fine. It happens. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, I mean, uh, let's get right down to it, guys. Your thoughts <laughs> on the. PTO of Noah Gregor to Toronto. I mean, that's that what, what we're, we're here, here for. Oh, <laughs> yeah. that is why we're here. I thought that's... we were here to uh, find out how long uh, it takes for Doug Wilson to talk Kyle Dubas into signing Riley Smith for eight years. Oh, <laughs> that's, that's what I came here for. Oh, man. Yeah, I mean, oh, well, I mean, we can definitely uh, add that to the agenda then. Um, yeah, I mean, look at uh, Noah Gregor, obviously, uh, Sharks legend. Um, I feel like Michael Molasses is going to throw something at me now for, <laughs> for stealing his shtick. Um, no, I just think it's funny. I, I 
always throw that in the notes because like i mean it's good for noah gregor i'm glad that he found a potential landing spot um i am not the biggest noah gregor guy i think i was pretty clear about that as the season ended um obviously you know um but you always want to like you know you want to see guys land on their feet i don't want to never play hockey again i just don't want to play hockey on my team and score goals when it doesn't matter that's all fair fair uh sharks last coming with another note that Aaron Dell uh, is doing a PTO with the Columbus Blue Jackets. They can certainly use some goalie depth. Uh, he'll be at Sharks Ice a bit longer, though he was there today. Yes. <laughs> all, all the local guys are here. All the guys coming back. Um, it's Captain's Ice, eh? Is that yeah. what's going on? Oh, yeah. All, although uh, that would also be uh, time for Tomas Hurdle to take on a uh, TikTok uh, with Taylor Swift in hand. Didn't another former Shark get a PTO with Columbus? Was that Malosh? Yes. Yeah, Nick oh. Malosh. Yep. There you go. Yep. Uh, so you got that going, but as for the Sharks, uh, you know, <laughs> who's going to eat those minutes now that Eric Carlson's gone? Um... <laughs> Who? I'm scared. For that, uh, yes. In case you missed it, Eric Carlson actually got traded. No more rumors. None of that happening. Uh, you know, it's the done deal. It was a three-team deal. If you, in case you really turned everything off, you know, he went. He goes to Pittsburgh. The Sharks retain a million and a half of salary over the next four years. Uh, we'll, we'll kind of go in reverse order there. You know, uh, Ian. Mm. defense it's awful <laughs> i mean it's bad my concern I, I think for defense if you're looking at the sharks like as far as going into this season and i think you need a really big bounce back from mario ferraro because i think he's going to be the minute muncher now because who else is going to munch these minutes that's the Henry question Thrun. i have yeah i think thrun can munch can munch the minutes too but you want to like the thing with Thrun, and I like Thrun a lot, but do we want to like completely throw him over the deep end, or do you want to like let him work? Fuck up it, man! Way? Full Mike Rafty, let's do it. <laughs> Mike Rafty, maybe. Oh man, I don't know. Like to me, um, that's my question. Like, who's gonna munch the minutes? Who's gonna quarterback the power play? And, and just, I'm curious to see who David Quinn rolls out because I think there's a lot of guys where you can, you could probably argue could be in that regular six and i'm not sure we would get a consensus on who's going to be there i think i think uh they're, they're going to be rolling back of the tape looking about okay remember what stewart and rafty they're looking back to that era like way before they got a pull tape before the boy was on this team and go okay how do we play defense again with uh offensemen yeah yeah why, yeah why? i think the game has changed so much since then though yeah <laughs> and that was like the reaction right like the reaction of bringing in a guy like dan well first brian campbell obviously was their first who? kind of go-to there yes yeah. <laughs> another who um but i think that was them realizing that the game had changed i don't i, I think you need that guy i'm just curious who that guy's gonna be I'm just, I'm worried that this might accelerate 
Ferraro's trip off the cliff. And the reason why I say that is because I felt like once Burns left, if you even go back and look at some of the interviews that Ferraro did, he was kind of like, I need to step up. I need to expand my offensive game. I need to be able to eat those minutes that he did. And it felt like he was trying to play above his skis. And it was kind of like, no, 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 don't be Burns 3.0. Just be Ferraro 1.0. Maybe uh, maybe more Vlasic and less Burns in your game. But good Vlasic. Yeah, good Vlasic. Certainly, I mean, Ferraro certainly has the wheels for it. He's got the motor. Yeah. So if he can be that guy that pinches in the corner and he, if he can be that guy that shuts down the top weapon of the other team, you know, you go back to uh, that playoff series that Hannon played where he absolutely kept Peter Forsberg off the score sheet the entire playoffs. So it's like, be that guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, you you gave up a good. What was it? It was two point eight four goals for this year, three point eight four against. So you know, for the, those of you bad at math, that's dash eighty two. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So you're going to have to be better defensively. You have to get more from your goaltender, but you're just you're going to have to play better defensively. You're not an. Uh, this is not a team that has a lot of offensive weapons. This is going to be a team that is going to have to win. Two one games, one nothing games. You know, and, and, and geez, you thought they went to OT a lot last year. Yeah. See what else? Yeah, it's oh. and you mentioned the offense. <laughs> you mentioned the offense, AJ. I mean, you have Michael Granlund, Mike Hoffman. Which oh, the irony that that that, that Mike Hoffman comes in an Eric Carlson trade. I love the the flop for uh, Anthony Duclair instead of. Uh, Stephen Lawrence, wish him the best in Florida. Uh, Philip Sedina, that might be a steal. Uh, Giovanni Smith, uh, anything that's going to come off the radar is is this? Little, uh, who's that of hockey? Right. Yeah, I mean, we got Tank Commander Mike Hoffman, which we're going to need this year because this is, I, I, you know, this is going to be another season, and I hate to do this, but this is going to be another season where it's like, hey, where are we drafting next year, right? And I know, and it's going to make right. After Dark just completely atrocious to do because we're going to be like, you know, it's like, oh god, it's October, but we're going to talk about the draft. No, we're not. Um, but. <laughs> That is what people are going to want to talk about, I think, more than the um, than the games themselves. The the thing that I don't I don't love this forward group. I don't think it's terrible. I don't think it's the worst forward group we've ever iced as like the team has ever iced. We don't ice anything. We're just fans. Um, the, is the forward group this year an upgrade to last year? I think it can be. Um, like I don't. So you think they're going to do like Moneyball and like get Myers production in the aggregate? No, see that's and there's the problem, right? You you look at the subtractions, and I I think it's I think it's a forward group that'll hold its own. Um, are you gonna create? Are you gonna replicate Timo Meyer's production? Um, by with a guy, probably not. By committee, sure. I think uh, you know I think um, a name that we didn't mention there, but obviously is a guy who I think still makes the team out of camp is William Eklund. I think William Eklund should get every chance to. To hold on to that spot and i think he could be a guy who can replace some of that production i think anthony declare can replace like is anthony declare alone gonna replicate timo myers numbers probably not but could him and a guy like eckland 
make up for it between the two of them. Yeah, I think they could they could make a positive effort in that direction. So Eklund gets in the camp. Does Borlo get in? I, mean, I keep seeing him on uh, as uh, on some depth charts being on the fourth line, maybe third line. I don't know where <laughs> I don't know where Borlo fits. Yeah. Um, the way he gets in is due to lack of depth. <laughs> yeah, like I, I like I love Thomas Bortolo. Um I've been very positive on Thomas Bortolo, but I think that some people are rightly concerned with the way he ended the season last year. I don't think you know he was pretty gassed by the end of the season, and that and you know and I said this last year and I'll say it again. That's not a completely uncommon thing to happen, right? Like guys making the jump to the pro game, playing a ton of games, going from playing like a college schedule to an NHL or even AHL schedule. That's a big jump in, in, in games. Um, so I think there is concern there and I think he's going to have to come into camp and I think he's going to have to be in, in great shape. But when you look at a lot of the additions that came in, um, I don't see a spot for him. I barely see a spot for Eklund based on, the new faces that came in like there's some interesting names that came in but there's also just a lot of garbage that's gonna i shouldn't say garbage that's mean but yeah i'm gonna say it. there's gonna be a lot of garbage blocking the the road of kids getting onto this roster i look forward to the trade deadline <laughs> i mean there's a lot of pieces out there that can be moved for picks i think that's one of the things you and jerk covered on the show with the the carlson trade is that you have moves that can happen and you know i know everybody was talking about oh, carl said oh wow the sharks got fleeced it got a massive fleece i'm like no no i don't get see i don't get that i don't get this whole thing oh the sharks got fleeced. did did we all forget about carlson's previous three seasons right. with san jose like if this same deal happens a year earlier everyone's going holy crap career depends yeah. so I, don't, I don't that revisionist history or recency bias whatever you want to call it I just, give me a break man yeah I, that's kind of my thoughts on the trade too like I think the Sharks did fine I don't think they did amazing like I don't think this is like a big career win by any stretch of the imagination but I don't think it's a disaster either dude you freed up 10 million a year for the next four years yeah I got an anchor Away it could have gotten a long that that trade could have gone I in my opinion it could have gotten gone so much worse. Um look at like you were gonna like Mikel Grandland was the guy we all circled as if the pens was the, the trade target, which it ended up being. Like we all knew Grandland was the guy coming back. They had to make the cap work. And I you know, I what is Mike Hoffman gonna bring you at this point? I don't know, but again, he's a guy you could flip at the trade deadline. Hey, um, goes to the playoffs anywhere he goes. Yeah, uh, you know, and then if you have, you know, and, and then obviously the pick. The pick is the the get. And I don't, you know, I, it'll be interesting to see how the Penguins do. I'm not super high on the Penguins um, going into this season, but I think they'll be in the mix. Like, I don't think this is going to be a, I, I don't believe this will be a, you know, Eric Carlson comes to San Jose and the Sharks, you know, plummet to the bottom of the stands. I don't foresee that for Pittsburgh. I think they'd be in the mix, although the Metro's a gauntlet, man. Yeah, but I mean, Pittsburgh finished, what, like two points out of a playoff spot last season? Yeah. So there you go. I mean, you would think that this helps. But then again, just as you were saying, Ian, <laughs> referencing back when he first came, when Carlson first came to San Jose, he could come in and sustain injury 
before Thanksgiving and he's out for three months. Yeah. I mean, anything could happen, right? I think yeah. like looking at the the Penguins, and I, I, I made a short video when I was in Charlottetown because uh, I was on vacation. Like when the trade went down, I'm like on the highway and I'm like, well, that's fun. <laughs> of course. Um, so, um, so yeah, so like for, for the Penguins, like I, I said this and I'll say it again, like they're, they're it's, it, the Penguins are an interesting team because I could see, like, I don't think they're going to miss the playoffs and, and plummet to the bottom of the rankings, but I do have questions about the Penguins as they're constructed, as they age, is this a team, like, is Eric Carlson going from the same situation to the same situation, the team at the end of its window now? I mean, it's hard to bet against a team that has Sidney Crosby, who I think even at his current age is still a hell of a player. Um, you know, I, I, it, it's, it's going to be it's interesting. It's final kick of the can. They're trying to it hold is. the window open. Yeah. No, it is. It is. I mean, so so I definitely have questions there. And and again, like I said, the Metro's a gauntlet. Like, there are just really, really good teams in the Metro, and it's going to be just an absolute bloodbath to see who gets into the playoffs out of that division as it has been for the past you know few years i think the metro has been one of the more fascinating playoff races in the league how funny is it going to be if pittsburgh misses the playoffs again this season oh just saying (laughs) put a pin in that one kids That'll be very interesting to watch. Heck, the East is going to be very interesting because it seems like in the trade deadline, everybody went from West to East, and and then what happened? Uh, the team from the West wins the whole thing. Uh, in the chat, going through here, uh, Logan Teal mentioning, problem is the Sharks only have one retention slot left. Uh, That's true. Uh, Logan also mentioning Nylander season. Good luck with that. Uh, you know, uh, you know, the Penguins are older than. Wow, that's messed up, Logan. That's, that's fine. Harsh. Say it. Run it. I don't care. The <laughs> Penguins are older than AJ. Fine. <laughs> they ain't doing shit. Uh, yeah. I mean, it'll be interesting how it goes. Tom and Jerry in the chat. Oh, hi, puppy. Uh, I don't want defensemen that jump, jump up on offense anymore. I just want the defenseman to play defense. If I see. Yeah, but that's not the game. Like that's that's not the modern game like i understand what you're saying and i you know like obviously you want to see people be a little bit defensively responsible but look at the teams that win they all have that defenseman the teams that don't have that defenseman are not good teams because that because with the transition game you need defensemen that can be you know not only be a part of the rush but lead the rush no two best just the, the sharks had two of those guys in burns and carlston it didn't work out either so oh <laughs> But they, they had burns almost... for a long time though, and they were very good. And they had Dan Boyle, yeah. and they were very good. Like so, one is good. Two, not so much. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you don't put them on. You know, <laughs> maybe don't put them together. Um, yeah. <laughs> I think that may be the lesson. But I think, like you know, just the the stay-at-home defenseman doesn't. There, there, there's no such thing as a stay-at-home defenseman in the NHL anymore. They just they don't exist. If you can't, if you cannot turn that play around, and and you know either get it out of the zone with a good first pass or carry the puck yourself. You're not doing anything in the NHL. It's just the reality of it. I wonder, and this is something that I know Jerk has always mentioned uh, during the Timo Meyer rumors and trade. Are the Sharks going to be looking for the next offensive defenseman uh, for the next decade? I mean, I, I can't see anybody that's ready to go in the system yet. 
uh, you know, are you going to be looking around the league to, to try to replace that that guy down the road? Or, or is it time not to, or if it's time not to just stick, stick to defense and then, you know, when you get better, maybe look for that piece? I, I mean, they've, there's, sorry, go ahead, AJ. I was just going to say, if, if history is any indicator, they're going to have to go buy it because they're certainly not going to draft it. <laughs> You know, I mean, they, they got Oza Lynch and then they traded him away a year later. <laughs> yeah, there, I mean, there there are some interesting prospects in the system as far as like guys that could have some offensive um, defensemen. I don't think the Sharks have to go looking for any pieces right now. I don't like. I think they're just they're with the the phase that they're in. Unfortunately, like this isn't a you know oh we're gonna grab this guy and next year it's gonna be amazing. Like we're not. There we're there's going to be more of this unfortunately like i hate to bum people out but like this i don't think this is a quick turnaround so i think you know they'll probably you know keep an eye but i don't think they they should be going and trying to buy anything right now they should let this play out a little bit and then you know see what they see what they do with like because they do have some interesting like uh, they have um what's his name they drafted him last year we know it's not Ryan Murphy. Havlid, Havlid, I think. Oh yes, Havlid. Yeah, like you know, like so they have interesting. They have some interesting prospects. I'm I'm curious to see what Henry Thrun's going to do. Obviously, with a a full season under his belt, um, you know, uh, but the Sharks like they're they're not a team that can just go out and be like, oh, this guy's the premier offensive defenseman. Let's go buy that. Like that's just not where the Sharks are. Well, yeah, there's no no reason to blow your wad right now when yeah. You have no hope in hell, but I'm interested to see how the uh, how the Sharks start uh, October on the blue line versus where they should be on the blue line, and how many games are interchanged. Yeah. Oh, geez, yeah. yeah, I didn't even think of Mukumadulan. Yeah, he's and there's another guy who I really like, um, who can you know who I think still has. Uh, who I'm again curious to get a full watch, see a whole full season from him in in North America. Yeah. So, I, I mean, there's... dude, there's Burroughs, there's you know Kanijov, <laughs> Vlasic, Ferraro, McDonald. There's dude. Jan Ruda. Yeah, forgot about that. I mean, dude, there's like six spots and nine names. We haven't even mentioned Redeem Shimmick. I so... know. I feel bad for Shimmick. Yeah, so it's like there's all these pieces, you know, there's only six spots, but man, there's a lot of guys on the blue line. I'm going to be a little upset if, the, you know, if, if, if there's a cat who is kind of shitting the bed a little bit. Meanwhile, you know, Thrun is tearing it up with the Cuda. I, I, I'll be a little shocked if Thrun is not on the blue line for the Sharks come opening night. Him, I like him and him and Knishoff, like should be on the Sharks, in my opinion. Like, I would be mad if either of those guys is on the Barracuda to start the season. But I wouldn't be surprised if Shimmick gets waived before the season starts. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Michael Molasses was mentioning in the chat, uh, McCumble Doolin is a demon that I truly believe that the Sharks can be the Sharks' main demon. I hope. I hope. I hope mean, you're hoping, right? Like, like obviously that was that was the that was one of the big pieces that they got in the team of Meyer trade. So I mean, look at the Sharks could use a little um, they could they could use a little love on the defensive side of the of the puck when it comes to prospects. Like I, I feel like they've been snake bitten there a lot. Well, Chris uh, Prongers don't grow on trees, you know. That's true. <laughs> that's true. 
you know, and we were talking about like Burns and Ferraro. Remember when we thought Burns was making Ferraro bad? Man, <laughs> the dumb shit we say on this podcast sometimes. <laughs> oh, fun stuff. Uh, yeah, so that's kind of, I mean, we talked about all the, the new guys coming in, uh, where the hell the offense is going to come from. Um, you know, Blackwood, uh, baby. Blackwood, he's going to bring all the offense. There you oh, go. Geez. The uh, as as uh, Ian put in in the rundown here, the nightmare tandem of Kakinen and Blackwood. Who's who's yeah. the who's your starting goaltender October twelfth? I I'm curious Bullpit. by that. You both it. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's gonna be it's gonna be fascinating to see how that pulls out. Now look at Blackwood. I know had some good numbers when he came in. They've kind of gone downhill since there, and it, you know maybe a change of scenery will do him a world of good. I'm not. It's not like I'm not rooting for the guy. Like I was rooting for Hackenden last year too, but I just man like I I'm not like I think if that's the one thing like you know AJ earlier was talking about how the, the Sharks are going to have to win you know one nothing two one games. Man, I don't know how you get the scoring that low with this goaltending tandem. I don't have any faith in it. Like I'm worried that this team's gonna give up buckets of goals, regardless of how the defense is. I'm telling you, all five are just all gonna be parked along the blue line and just go. Okay, red rover, red <laughs> rover. <laughs> we're gonna red think rover. of. We're Let's gonna. Him. We're gonna think of Yarmo Milas at It'll this like, point. What was that? Tampa and Philly. Was it Tampa and Philly where like the guys just wouldn't leave the zone? <laughs> oh, yeah. That yes. Was... Philly Tampa. I think that was actually oh, Ponder too, right? What was that? Was that like the uh the was that like the the two two one trap thing that they had going or something? Yeah, yeah. They had like yeah, they one guy like was was out and everyone else was basically back. Oh, was the, yeah, that was it was a one three one trap. Just oh. yeah, go go if if you if you don't know what I'm talking about, just go YouTube the yeah. Oh my god, it was so great. Dude, Tampa I was like, I was shocked fans weren't just lobbing shit onto the ice at that point. Me, oh me too. Like I wouldn't want to watch that. <sighs> but kudos to the coach who like figured it out and said, Oh, okay, you're gonna try that? Watch this. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm hoping that's what we don't have to I'm hoping that's not what uh, we have to look forward to um, it's it sucks right because like you you want the team to like I, I know again you know we're gonna get into after dark and it's gonna be like oh but the draft pick <laughs> but the draft pick but the draft pick but man I just like we have 82 games to get through before we even start you know getting to the draft like I need some of those games to please god be entertaining <laughs> oh, god. hey suck the weenie for Celebrini baby oh I thought just, it was that's all I, that's all Celebrini. I want right <laughs> Oh man. So I like how we have these just things already. Oh yes. The dead fish area. Yeah, that's exactly yes, what it's Ryan be. Ryan Hoyton. Uh, welcome to the dead fish era in San Jose. Yeah. Please and, God no. Like and, if if as I don't care if they don't win a million games, right? Like obviously again, like the, the draft pick is what's probably important at the end of the season. I just want to be entertained. <laughs> I just want to be entertained. Please if you're going to be bad, at least be entertaining bad. And for yeah. the first half of last season, I thought for the most part they were. Yeah. Yeah. I think I, I, I wouldn't disagree. Not, yeah. I completely agree. I, I think they were, they were giving the good effort that just wasn't coming out. And especially in overtime, it just fell apart. Yeah. And James Rambo wasn't the goalie was the year prior. And that right. didn't help anything either. 
Well, and, and how many like one goal games did they lose? Oh, we <laughs> had the stat. But it was yeah, like... too many. Oh, but you're, like you're right. I mean, like they were in a lot of those games, and I think that's you know again, I just want to be entertained. Yeah, and then the only the only eight home wins. I mean, I just watch on TV, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, but uh, it's funny. I was I was listening to uh, NHL radio on Sirius, and uh, it was funny that they were talking to. I wish I could remember the cat's name, but they were talking to uh, some former player, and they were bringing up how California used to just be a gauntlet. Like yeah. if you yeah. left, if you left California with one point, you took it as a win. Yeah, mm-hmm. and Today it's it's free money, but he he said uh, something along the lines of the the hardest ten minutes to play in hockey were the first ten minutes at a game playing the Sharks in San Jose. I think that was Ryan Kessler. Uh, nope, no, it wasn't Kessler. I, I think it was on some sort of special that NBC ran. Uh, there, well, it wasn't Kessler. Because I, I would have remembered if it was Kessler, but <laughs> either way, I just thought, I thought that was a a pretty interesting quote. Where, of course, now, <laughs> you know, the first 10 minutes, you're like, is, uh, are the, are the ticket kiosks broken? Where the hell is everybody? You know, but you, you got to put, you know, a compelling product on the ice to put butts in seats and, uh, been tough sledding the last couple of years. And then, of course, you lose two of your most marketable characters last, you know, this past season with, uh, Meyer and Carlson. So I guess it's, uh, I don't know. Eklund better just burn the place down. Yeah, Ryan, Ryan kind of mentioning that with without uh, Erickson and Meyer, they're going to be a lot less entertaining. Drafting and development of young studs is crucial. Who's Erickson? Carlson. Okay, that yeah, says Erickson. Erickson. We know what you meant, though. Yes, no, Louis Erickson's not been acquired. No, no, no. Uh Drafting and development of young studs is crucial to move the team forward and get fans back in the building. I had a spirited conversation with another fan about them not being entertaining. And yes, this is DW's fault, and the Cooter are going to be more entertaining this year. Um, what what says you guys? I mean, uh, the Cuda I think, had, I'd say, semi-lofty goals last year uh with all the kids and all the talent that was down there and that quickly I, fell I apart that i questioned that mccarthy was the right person to put behind the bench yeah yeah i i am curious on the barracuda front i am curious like i will i think that john mccarthy this year like i'm fine i will give him some rope and we'll see what he learned last year right because i think again look at this is where you this is where you cut your teeth as a, as a coach, right? Leagues like the AHL, junior hockey, whatever. So I don't have a problem with him getting that job. Um, was it the right choice? No, I, I, you know, I really wish that they would have brought in more of a, a proven commodity for the AHL team, especially given how important the, the you know, at least the players, like maybe not the Barracuda itself, the players on the Barracuda are to the Sharks at this point. I think I would have wanted a far more proven commodity, but I'm willing to give John McCarthy a chance to see how, you know, how this year changes and how he, you know, how things change this year. Um, but 
Uh, I don't know how much rope I'm willing to give him, and I don't think this Barracuda team is going to be very good, unfortunately. I don't think that... Look, at this is a team that... I, there's some interesting players down there, and I'm, I'm, I'm excited to watch the Barracuda this year, but I just i don't feel very good about the team compared to how i felt about them last year um based on some of the things that they you know based on a lot of the issues i thought they had last year um the goaltending obviously is a complete clean slate uh, from last year aside from mackie niemi so it'll be interesting to see how that pans out uh you know again i just seven teams make the playoffs out of the pacific division and the barracuda didn't make it so I'm I'm down to see how they're able to flip the script. Our culture, the whole Martin Kaut thing came out. Yeah, I, you know, and look at like on on the the Martin Kaut thing, and I feel like we've we've kind of covered this, but for anyone who wants a refresher, I, you know, this is a team that was super undisciplined. Like if you wanted to say what was the biggest issue in my opinion with the Barracuda last year it was their lack of discipline it was their inability to stay out of the penalty box and it just felt like guys who were you know significant parts of that problem seemed to get rewarded for it now Jeffrey VL scored a bunch of goals so I don't want to say like Jeff VL's a bad AHL player because I think he's a good AHL player um you know he scored a bunch of goals but I felt like you know there was games where you know he would you know, he would pat you on the back and then stab you, um, <laughs> right? Like, just, like, within seconds of each other. It's like, oh, yeah, Jeff Field scores. Oh, and he's off to the box to kill any momentum they they might have gotten. Um, you bring up a solid point, though. Who's the knuckle dragger for the Sharks now that VL and Gadjevic are gone? Oh, that's a good question. Giovanni Smith? Yeah, I was going to say Giovanni Smith would be one guy. That might be yeah, a guy. I, 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 I'm curious, man. Like, I, you know, again, like I'm I'm excited for the Barracuda. We're going to definitely do Barracuda coverage again this year. Um, I'm not sure what it looks like yet, but we're definitely going to do it. Um, but yeah, I, as much as I'm looking forward for the Cuda season to get started, I don't have as high hopes for that team as I do Um as I did last year. And I'm hoping to be proven wrong and I'm hoping it'll be good. And maybe there'll be, you know, some of the new additions will really help that team. Um, but yeah, I'm concerned. I have concerns. All right. then. Yeah. Uh, Denver Doyle coming in. Uh, Sharks fans nowadays never experience a full rebuild. That is very true. true. We just experienced very painful, painful times. Uh, this is, I don't know, yeah, dude, but 97, 98 were pretty fucking painful. Uh, that was yeah, bad. but I mean, like, that was that was the whole era, right? Like that whole expansion era of just expansion teams. Just <laughs> well, Den- shit go over. You know, you know what that comment tells me is Denver Doyle has no, no idea who the hell Sims is. <laughs> <laughs> Al Sims or George Kingston? Like, like this is no. no. Yeah. The, and those are expansions, so you're basically that. You know that that's the rebuild without actually being good before that. Um, yeah, expansion used to suck, but yeah, no, well, he's right. Should the Sharks make a move to uh get Doug Wilson behind the bench? Isn't he like Parker? Still undefeated as who, who's, I was gonna say, who, who's the cat who coached one game? 
It was oh, a combination gosh. of DW and, oh, God, Cap Raider. That's who it was. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Get, get, get that duo back behind the bench, boys. Before <laughs> Ron Wilson came around, after Daryl Sutter got fired in 0203. You, uh, you know, and Ryan also making the point the Sharks never did a real rebuild. Uh, even in the 90s, they managed to rebound quickly from losing seasons. For the most sure. of the franchise's existence, the Sharks were decent to great. Yeah, this is yep. the toughest point. Um, well, and it helped, too, that there was such a honeymoon period. You had the first two years of the Cow Palace, and there was the, which was like the longest foreplay ever until <laughs> San Jose would actually get their own team. Then they finally opened the building, you know, 30 years ago this month, essentially, mm-hmm. that they finally get their own building. And th- it, it didn't start. Didn't they start 93, 94, like 0 and 8? 0, yes. 8 and 1. Yeah. They were, they were yeah. So, yeah, it was it, it, not a great start. But by the middle of it, you got people screaming, Herbe, and then playoffs start, and people are bringing in printer paper i don't even know what that paper is called the the dot matrix paper that goes that has a little holes on the side <laughs> for the feeder holes but bringing in banners that were stretching the length of a suite this is big whiny defenseman at, at dot com for chris pronger by the way if you go to big whiny defenseman.com right now it'll take you right to seal town usa uh <laughs> but having all of that that build up was spectacular it was a long honeymoon period i was here for it we're we're cheering on the likes of jeff friesen and craig janney of all people and it took a while and then you know what 99 98 99 it started to feel like it was waning a little bit and then 2000 came and when owen nolan got that shot from center ice against st louis in the playoffs all of a sudden it was kind of like okay we're 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 down with the sharks and the thing is though if you go back and look the 49ers that's like just prior to that was steve young getting knocked out begins the jeff garcia era which didn't go that well and then it was a revolving door of quarterbacks for like a decade that wasn't going well the raiders have really just never done that well well what it wasn't it? O two was the. Uh, I was gonna say O two was. Yeah, but wasn't that the? Uh, what was it? The something about the, the a kick or something or the some football oh, the was moved rule. in the snow. Oh, in the tuck one. That's right. Yeah. Okay, but anyway, but like you had that a little bit, but the the Giants suck. The Raider, the the athletic. But basically, the Sharks were starting when everybody else was starting to trend down. So it was easy to uh, kind of get it going. It really makes me wonder what things would have turned out for the Sharks if the 0405 season had played. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Would have been interesting. But uh, yeah, now it's time to uh, take your medicine. A, sorry, because there's an interesting question in the chat um, that people are kind of tossing around. I'm curious what your guys' response would be. They're talking about who is the best coach in Sharks history. And I'm going to go with the chat. I agree. It's Todd McClellan. Now people will be like, oh, well, Todd McClellan got fired. Yeah, I think that coaches have a shelf life. And I think when the Sharks moved on from Todd McClellan, they did so at the right time. But I would agree that Todd McClellan, in my opinion, is the best coach this team has mm. ever had. I think 
It's a little bit of a loaded question because while you can sit there and say Todd McClellan was the best coach, I would push back and say Todd McClellan was the Sharks coach when the Sharks had the most talent. Yeah. Yeah, it's also fair. So, you know, maybe that, that, you know, pumps the numbers a little bit. I would, there's a part of me that leans a little bit towards Daryl Sutter only because it's the idea of it it might not be the Sharks, the the coach that the Sharks wanted. It was the coach that they needed at the time. Because when Sutter came. Yeah, Daryl, I could could definitely see an argument for Daryl Sutter. I wouldn't be where I would go, but I would have a hard time arguing it. Well, it's just because before Daryl Sutter, there were definitely, you know, a couple seasons there, 96, 97, that the Sharks would. They, for whatever reason, would would get rolled, and they you had that revolving door after um, Constantine. I mean, mm-hmm. like I said, Al Simpson, <laughs> but it, it it just it wasn't good. And then Sutter, I think, offered a bit of the 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 bag of knuckles, and just gave that that was an era that I will always remember. That you talk about entertaining hockey, yeah, and even if they lost five to one. The team who came in and dropped five goals, they felt it all the way to the next game. And I, and if I remember correctly, if you go back and look, the winning percentage of whatever team played, whoever came in, after playing the Sharks, almost, it was, I think it was like a 220 winning percentage. They felt it the next game. So that, you know, I, I think that was uh, pretty, that speaks volumes, but I, I would, I would definitely go towards uh, T-Mac. Who was before T-Mac? Was that Wilson? It was Ron Wilson. Yeah. Ron Wilson. Yeah. yeah. And see, and I think uh, for me, Wilson was like the, uh, the yin and yang to Daryl Sutter. Yeah. I think, you know, and it's and you're and you're right. Like you make a very good point about like, you know, uh, surrounded like the team that he had because the Daryl Sutter Sharks were very much a happy to be their team. They weren't like the, these guys should be cup champions. Like no one was saying that about the Sharks at the time, but they always managed to, to at least show good in my opinion. Well, just very blue collar. You're going to feel this game. And and then I feel like Ron Wilson. Remember though, you know, there was a lot of people bitching about Daryl Sutter because because you (laughs) never saw Coral Uke. (laughs) <laughs> like he just anybody who like was a finesse player or had any finesse to their game was like stapled to the bench. And then Ron Wilson turned loose Solani, Koryuk and Marlowe. And you had, you know, so some now talk about entertaining. <laughs> so I, you know, again, I think it was a bit of a yin and yang, but uh, I don't know. I don't know. Eric, you think there was too much poly was coming? Oh man. I, not I, I, poly. No, yeah, I was going to say... Just so much polish whenever it came to D-Mac. Yeah, and then you had Ron Wilson who wanted to bake a cake. And if you don't have all the ingredients... baby. You know, the funny thing thing is that Daryl Sutter was the first uh, Sharks coach to have previous head coaching experience. Everybody was either in the minors with the coach or was an assistant, and it wasn't until Daryl... I mean, you definitely got that going there. Uh, you got to give some love to PDB who got that team over the hump. But what did you do after that? But I think no, getting I two wins. <laughs> I mean, getting two wins of the big I shiny get, thing, I, you got to give back, him some credit. I was saying, 
but he had a lot of talent on yeah, that. Yeah, but again, spot. I go back to what I was saying earlier. I, I think uh, PDB was blessed by the lineup he was given. Right. And the same with T-Mac, too. But he did a, I think he did a lot more and, and consistently a lot more. Yeah. No, I'd go, so I'd go T-Mac. So, yeah, I, I, really, I really, really want to answer this question five years from now and have it be a definitive David Quinn, but we'll see. Right. We'll see. We'll see. Taco Cruiser, thanks for that. That was a nice little uh, chat on that one. Uh, we'll make sure to clip that, guys. Um, but, uh, you know, looking looking at this, uh, anything else? That... <laughs> Look for that YouTube short. Yes. <laughs> um, you know, a couple other things that happened in the offseason. We just saw it, like, not even a couple of weeks ago, the PWHL, uh, former Sharks broadcaster Kendall Coyne Schofield, uh, by the way, congratulations on your baby, too. Uh, playing for Minnesota. Uh, Ian, help me out here to get it. Marie-Philippe Poulin. I hope Mary I'm saying Philippe it right. Poulin. Yeah. She's going to, what was it, Montreal? Montreal, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm really curious as how this league is going to get going uh, here. Uh, I, just, I mean, like, I think it's good. I hope that, like, I think my hope here is that, you know, they, I hope the league does well. I hope that everyone gets paid what they should get paid and that it's able to be successful. I'm hoping that now that it's one league instead of like two competing leagues that, you know, kind of cannibalizing each other. I, I, I just hope it works out, man. Cause I think there's been some strife, uh, in the women's game. That's kind of hurt it. Um, just again, like I, trying to have two leagues or whatever. I, I'm hoping that this new venture works out and, you know, women's hockey can do um, can do well outside of, you know, the international tournaments. I mean, I'm, I'm rooting for it. I'm not trying to denigrate any of it. I just look at historically women's sports for the most part, just for whatever reason, it's just very hard to sell tickets to those games. And, you know, and I don't know why, because a lot of them are quite entertaining, but they just, you know, that I look at, uh, my, my family has been, um, I should say my in-laws, they've had season tickets for the Stanford Cardinal women's basketball team for like the last 35 years. And man, you talk about fair weather and it's, and it's disappointing. It's like, why aren't you out there supporting? Yeah, and and, a, and the worst Vandiver, amazing. Well, I was gonna say Tara Vanderveer has been around for like four decades. She's got like three national titles under her belt. They've put together. I mean, you look. Um, Neka Gwumake is like a star in the WNBA right now, and you barely hear her name. But she was huge for Stanford, and it, it just it sucks to sit there and see the Stanford women go 18 and one and the barn is the third sold and the guy's game is 85% sold and they're two and 14, you know, it's a bummer. And you, and you wonder now with them, with all the craziness that's happening in college sports, how Calhoun and Stanford are going to, are going to be down the road with, not a whole in lot the of ACC. money. And in the Atlantic <laughs> Coast Conference. Enjoy the travel, oh, bitches. Miles. Boy. Lots of lots of air miles, baby. 
Um, another question in the chat: When do the Sharks get their first win? I say November. <laughs> As oh. do I. No, I'm no. I already have it written down. They're going to put the O in October. Oh, painful. And I think we Dude. did that with the schedule show. AJ. Yeah, I, I. I think I, I got. I just, I just looked November at the schedule. 7th. I'm like. November 7th, I think I have on mine. Although I think they have a shot against Vancouver. That's oh, wait. Uh, oh, yeah. Vancouver on the 2nd. I think they have a shot against Vancouver. On November but 2nd? If I'm, bet- if I'm a betting man, if I'm a betting man, I'm saying November 7th. Washington? I- Although it's an afternoon game, so forget that. They're going to lose. <laughs> right? <laughs> so, Get another empty yeah, net goal yeah, and then lose in game. overtime. <sighs> no, I'm looking at uh, yeah Vancouver. I mean, maybe they sneak up on a sleeping Nashville team, but um, yeah, Vancouver or Philly is who I've got penciled in. Like that's that to me, that's where the smart money goes. Did somebody say Vancouver? Disappointing, yeah. but again, I, I put the L in October, baby. Oh, and they say <laughs> they say you can't, uh, you know, you don't win the cup in November, but whoo, they could they could easily lose it by then. They they could be they could be eliminated by in October. Yeah, I mean, I mean you could get get behind the eight ball real fast. And again, this goes back to what defensive scheme is Quinn going to deploy with a guy who posted 25 goals and 101 points last season. How are you going to, to make up for that? You're going to have to lock shit down and you're going to have to pray to God that you don't have to call up Mac and Yammy because Blackwood and Kacken are shit in the bed. Yeah. <sighs> Yeah, it could be ugly really, really <laughs> early. And the funny thing is, is that going into the season, like, I have hope. Yeah. Like, I I mm-hmm. feel like, okay, maybe Zadina can do this. You know, maybe maybe the, some of these, uh, the, the young cats can can stake a claim for themselves. Maybe the Lindblom will prove that that flyer wasn't, you know, the wrong play. Like, Maybe we can. I want to see Fabian. I want to see the Fabian Zetterlin that Devils fans told me about. That's what I want to see. Yeah. Hey, maybe Cunning can bounce back after injury. You know, like one mm-hmm. of the guys that I actually liked, or a couple of the guys that I liked last year that are no longer Sharks. I was kind of pissed that they let go. Uh, Lorenz. Yeah. I liked what, for, for what return on investment, for what he brought night in and night out, liked him. You know, the guy that I really liked was Acemont. Loved yeah, but they were never going to be able to keep them. Yeah, but it's just like, oh, man. So, again, I just look at, like, this season, okay, let's let's get the, the feet wet, you know, dip the toes in the deep end for Eklund, hopefully Bordalo. Maybe there's another guy who who jumps into the fray, whether it's Thrun or Mukamadulin or, hell, if, like, Tristan decides Tristan to, Hawkins, like, yeah. yeah, if one of those guys, hell, Gushkin, Somebody, if some of those guys decide to like say, hey, you know what, vet, I got this, have a seat, I would love that. And, you know, declare Zadina, like, you're hopeful that some of these guys bounce back. LeBanc, it's a contract year, bro. Step it up. Like, you're hopeful, but, and then, of course, Blackwood. I mean, this whole team screams reclamation project. (laughs) Completely. Um, the I want to hit a question in the chat here, quick. Uh, Shane Jones, any advice for a new NHL slash SJ Sharks fan? Well, uh, get ready one for advice... to cry. No, here, here, here's here's my advice. My <laughs> advice is that you want to make sure you hit the subscribe button, ring the bell. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, commiserate with us. Following commiserate every with us. Game. Look at we 
we do this all the time. Um, the other thing is don't be afraid to ask questions, especially in this chat. Like, I think if you ask a question in this chat, most of the people here are really cool and they will actually give you an answer that isn't how the fuck don't you know this or whatever, right? Like, right. I, uh, I feel like we Lacey built... will do that. Lacey might, but, but <laughs> I feel like wow. we've built As a jerk. <laughs> pretty... Can I finish here? I feel like we've done a good job of building a really nice community here of like-minded fans that are very you know we're, we're very cool like if you ever you know if you ever have questions throw them in the chat we always try to answer them we always try to answer them as nicely as possible i think maybe i'm in a bad mood some night and don't ever take anything i say on this podcast personally um but that's that's my advice yeah hit, hit that subscribe button ring the bell and and don't be afraid to ask questions yeah. we'll be happy to answer them and, and on the uh, rare times that ian does burn down the chat it's a sight to behold yes People yeah get excited every once for it. in a while i can get a little bit ordinary and i don't mean to i always feel generally feel bad afterwards um but yeah like don't ever don't ever take anything i say in this podcast to heart and shane if you're going Please. to a um <laughs> if you're going to games i mean look for us in in at the tank or or just enjoy the experience but yeah uh, yeah what what ian specifically said be out here all the time i know you're just asked if you have a regular stream schedule we go live after every sharks game home and not away. always the same not always the same faces um because right. that would be hell but uh yes. we definitely have a rotating uh cast of characters then we do we do this after every sharks game uh aj and hockey jerk do a show called the pucknologist that is every sunday at uh seven eastern or seven Pacific, sorry, 10 Eastern. Um, we also, you know, and then we also do some other stuff during the season. If there's something breaking news happens, me and Puck, I will generally do a show about it. Even if it's the most dumbest shit we did. a, we did a one time we got super hell in the YouTube comments for doing a 45 minute show about <laughs> the shocks, the sharks, the shocks, the sharks claiming Alex Stalock on waivers, a infamous thing that we did. And we did like a, a 45 minute show about it. And people I were remember. like, why did when, you do this? And we're like, because we're dumb. Well, because <laughs> when the news breaks, Ian fixes it. Right. That's right. Yeah. Um, and then, like, and we're also like, every once in a while, we're going to have Nick Nolenberger on to talk about the, uh, for those who don't know who Nick Nolenberger is, he is the voice of the San Jose Barracuda. And usually a couple, you know, a few times through the year, uh, me and Kevin will sit down with him and kind of just get caught up on what's going on with the Barracuda for those that aren't watching. Um, so we do a ton of different things um so if you like i said hit subscribe and anytime we do something you will see us and denver doyle mentioning shane go to a columbus game when the sharks are there that's probably your closest thing or st louis that might be a little bit of a stretch or chicago for that matter uh i'm actually thinking about doing the chicago one in in march so uh, i mean check did it anybody out mention did anybody mention anybody mention to shane discord Oh. Yeah, also, yeah, Discord hit. Um, if you want to join the Discord server at hockey underscore jerk on Twitter, uh, hit him up and he is the deacon of the Discord. Uh, that's the correct term, right? Uh, yeah, he's the one that controls the velvet rope. Okay, there you go. Uh, Chloe Rose Faulkner asking, what do you think the line pairings will be at the start of the season? Uh, it's still early to, to say. I mean, but you would have to think. <laughs> yeah, can can we call out some of the people that were like uh, some of these podcasts and, and blogs and, and article athletic and all these people trying to put together line pairings in July? 
I mean, look at it. <laughs> I, know you, I know you need to be content, but for Christ's sake. Yeah, well, you know what? I mean, hey, look at it. I, I am not going to I am not going to call it anyone who's, you know, just trying to especially people that do this for a living like yeah, but they got to do what they got to do. I know, but it's just kind of like, well, you know, we think the coach of the Sharks in 2028 will be. Stop. But uh, to get back to the question, what are the line pairings going to be? I think it's too early to say, but like, let's get a few preseason games in. there might be, as we were saying earlier, there could be some rook. Who tells a vet, sit down. I got this. Yeah, you know what? I, I'm I'm not gonna lie. Like, um, up until two days ago, I I was like I was so checked out. And then like two days ago, I wake up and I'm like, okay, we got. I I have to do a show. So I messaged Puck Guy, and here we are. Like that's that's how much thought I put into this upcoming season. Puck Guy, let's do a show, and I'm just gonna put a bunch of bullet points on a sheet and 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 the chat has come through for us, which Take we time. love. Absolutely. Uh, which is what I'm kind of hoping for. I was kind of hoping this would kind of be like an informal. It wasn't going to be like a super hardcore newsy thing. It was just going to be us shooting the shit and hoping people after being absent most of the summer, obviously, I think, you know, this is probably the least content we've put out over a summer. Um, not exactly a lot of shit to talk about, obviously. And that's Didn't why anything. Yeah, that's why we kind of went radio silent. What? a whole lot to get into and when it was worth getting into we got into it yeah uh aside from vlasic and ferraro i think it's jump ball yeah yeah it's, it really is i mean you can oh, i'm fascinated to see what defense pairs like david maybe benning up. i think benning gets a look yeah i vlasic for I, I still think Thrun should be on the team i think as do I. should be too but yeah again it's Let's see what kind of camps these guys have. Uh, I don't know if you guys have been checking in on Hurdle on the on the social. Dude looks like he's coming in like he thinks he's the fucking Hulk. Like he's going to be painted green when he dude shows up. I hope so, man. Like dude, I look, he at, looks ready to wreck people. <laughs> I I hope he is. Like <laughs> I think that's that's a guy who I want to have a monster a monster season because uh, oh, I'm dude. running out of guys that I really like on like. I will cheer for this team regardless of who's on it, obviously. But like, it's been a lot of watching my favorite players leave. Um, so well, I'm hoping as a monster season. Well, let's also call out the uh, elephant in the room, if you will. Because mm. last I looked, with the uh, departure of Eric Carlson, is Hurdle not the highest paid shark now? I believe yeah, you are correct, be. sir. Yeah, he would. Isn't be. Yeah, makes Couture, sense. Yeah. Couture's getting eight. Isn't he getting like 8.1? Something of that nature. In that ballpark. And, yeah. you know, Vlasic's getting seven. Hurdle now? So, yeah, no, we're going to run Hurdle now for making too much money. Live up to that contract, buddy. <laughs> I don't have the stomach for this. <laughs> I love Hurdle. As do I, dude. I own more jer Hurdle jerseys than any other jersey. Although Pavelski may be a close second. <laughs> Denver Doyle, Vlasic on the third pair. Yeah, good luck with that. I hope, I honestly hope that's like everybody else on the blue line takes such a step forward that Quinn has to look at Vlas and go, hey, you know what, dude, these guys are going to much more minutes because they're just playing at a better level than you, Chief. I think, you know, it's funny because before the season ended, right? Like if I, I, has anyone had a worse summer as far as like than, than Mark Edward Vlasic? Because he was like super angling to play with Carlson next year. <laughs> and now, like, has anyone had a worse summer than Mark Edward Vlasic? 
I don't know. I sure. Well, I, I had a great. If I remember summer. correctly, his previous summer wasn't that great on a personal level. So. <laughs> Wait, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We won't go <laughs> Oof. Yeah. Uh, Hurdle makes eight point one three seven uh, million. There you go. Highest paid uh, shark. You know, and, and a lot of that coming in here. We got a. Uh, he wants to hurt people. Yeah, he'll be green. Well, he it was a teenage mutant ninja hurdle when he got here. Hey, that's what I'm saying. That's all it, I'm saying. We're, get, we're getting to ten years of that. Uh, that infamous four goal game of that. And by the way, I to read, I know to go back. Uh, way back when, Ooh. September seventh, nineteen ninety three. So thirty years ago tonight, the first time San Jose Arena opened its doors. Uh, I would think it was the uh, Ringling Brothers and Barnum and Bailey Circus to open up the Shark Tank at this literally probably this time thirty years ago. So, uh, you know, wow! Hang on, you, AJ. Uh, Mitya Riznikov with a nineteen ninety nine super chat. Thank you very very much. Our first all of the super Shark chat fans of the wish, wishing it was still nineteen ninety nine. That's sure. Uh, Mitya, I hope I'm saying that right. Thank you very much. And hi, back to you. Uh, we should mention since this is the first super chat of the year, uh, they go help support the show uh, to keep the upkeep of the SoundCloud and and the website. So that way, I'm not paying one hundred eighty seven dollars for uh, for our server to go down. That's, <laughs> That's right. right. That's all I'm saying. This might be my avatar for the entire season. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah, for uh, sure. But uh, we talked about Hurdle and the 10-year uh, anniversary of uh, the, the, the the rooster trick against the Rangers. Uh, I can't believe those 10 years. Like, I, dude, getting old I'm, sucks. I know. But uh, <laughs> just wanted to uh, put it out there for you know those of you new to the uh, podcast. Uh, we're going to be uh, – I, I think I got like a box of 40 of these things. So these are going to be given out randomly throughout the season. Uh, Pucknologists, uh, you know, random after darks, yep. random live shows, uh, occasional uh, CUDA, you know. What did you call it? CUDA Corner? What, <laughs> what was it? Well, CUDA Cat? Well, that, but you, hmm. you had a sarcastic, witty name for it. CUDA something. CUDA Cuddle. That's it. Yeah, the Cuda Cuddle. So uh, anyway, yeah, the, we got some of these. Uh, I think we got like 30 Shark lunch boxes hanging around. We have the, um, uh, I think I have uh, like 50 uh, Uprising jerseys that were never given away. It was supposed to, but never given away. And we might even do a pack, uh, I think. If I, uh, I think I tried it one time that you could wrap a hurdle bobblehead inside an uprising jersey and put it into a shark's lunchbox. So the 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 Ooh. hat trick of gifts uh, we'll definitely be doing. Maybe we'll we'll probably do that a uh, few of those between uh, once the silly season starts. Maybe that first game after uh, Turkey Day going into uh, thank or uh, Christmas. So there we go. Nice. Yeah, so keep an eye out for uh, that. And we always come up with uh, interesting ways to, uh, to to give those things out. We always try to find we're, – we're not going to be uh, – when those contests happen, it's not something you can look up on Wikipedia or Google. It's We're going to make you predict the future in order to win, Ooh. which is always fun. Oh, yeah, those are always, always fun. fun. 
with you and Jerk on there. And it's going to be an interesting year. I mean, we, we talk about the Sharks are going to suck. You know, Tankini for Celebrini. <laughs> Will the Barracuda be better? Johnny Mac on the line. How's the culture? You know, hey, All-Star Weekend is going to be in San Jose. So that'll oh, be... Oh, yeah, uh, for the HL, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, uh, we're hearing rumors that there might be a one-year third jersey. We'll be on the lookout for Yo, that. What the hell is that about? Well, get it in before Fanatics takes over because Fanatics is not allowing third jerseys after this season. Yeah, but the thing really? is, but but well, hold on. Now wait a minute. Well, okay. First off, do do let's let's uh, pray, pay props to Denver, and then we'll get into your jersey thing. Oh yes, Denver Doyle with the uh, super chat one ninety nine. Uh, the fuck hurdle is captain in twenty twenty six. Maybe I don't know, man. Is Hurdle a shark in 2026? Man, if that's... when this is no trade free up after the fourth year, right? Yeah, I don't know. I I'm curious, uh, right? Because I, I I think three team no trade in 25, 26 to 27, 28, and then becomes a 15 team trade list at yeah. in 2028. There you go. I, so I just I don't think Logan Couture is going to go anywhere. Right. Yeah, that and I too. don't think I don't think like look at Logan Couture not like wouldn't have been my pick for captain but I don't I think he gets a lot of shit that he doesn't deserve for the captaincy I think a lot of shit has been thrown on his shoulders that just he was just the guy holding the bag when everything went to hell yeah no he was the guy without the chair when the music stopped yeah like I don't I don't really have an issue with Logan Couture being captain I don't think that this is his fault by any stretch of the imagination this this is things that he just again he they they gave him the c and everything went to hell and he again he was the guy that was holding the holding the bag unfortunately i don't think that he's done anything i don't think i don't think stripping logan couture of the captaincy would change anything okay not to uh discount what you're saying i want to get back into this jersey conversation <laughs> for a minute. Uh, let's get back to what's important let's be real here yeah, yeah. So third, a one-time third jersey that just seems like super duper odd. And the thing is, is yet this is Adidas' last kick around the sun before Fanatics takes over. But it's already been announced that for the first couple of years, Fanatics is going to be using like Adidas's warehouse and Adidas this, 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 like. The back end, aside from an F going on the back of the jersey instead of the three lines, there's supposed to be like almost no change. So if -hmm. things were already put into the works, I don't understand why it would just be one year unless it's one year with an Adidas on the back, but then the next couple of years it has an F if they're going to do a third jersey this year. From what I've heard, it's, it's a Fanatics thing that they're telling everybody, we're not doing third jerseys for the first two years of the deal. And so the Sharks are sneaking but, this one in. Are they but, are they going to do a but, complete redesign again? Please tell me no. Oh, a redesign? Well, hold on. Didn't no, they no. didn't they already didn't they already make a subtle change from the evolved jersey from last season to this year? Uh, I haven't heard any confirmation that might have just been a graphical adjustment uh, when, they, when they did those. Which uh, I would love but, because I think the two tone would would stick out the name a little bit more, but. Aren't there teams though that have? Wasn't it uh, Minnesota? Minnesota's like using their reverse retro 2.0 or whatever as their permanent third. 
So you're telling me it's only for this year? Uh, for for what I've been told, it could be just for this year. <laughs> Might want to turn off your text pop-ups. Yeah, you saw that? <laughs> yeah, that was good. The, the, nobody uh, else um, saw that, so we'll move on. But uh, uh, on the power play, that's never good from what you just saw. So, so what is it going to be? I'm, I'm, I mean, if if this if this is going to happen, I'm dying to see. Is it going to be yet another black alternate? What do you think? I, I it's the oh, I'm I'm fine if it's a black alternate. If it's a black version of the heritage jersey, then I'm I'm all in. But if it's I, yet another new black then i'm like no i'm done i mean the franchise is 32 years old and they've had like 17 fucking jerseys like how do you Hell. build any type of heritage or history if you change the jersey on average every four years aj break out your hands right now next wave teal next wave white uh we'll go we'll go black armor and then you have what are you counting I'm counting the amount of jerseys they've had since in the last 10 years. You have those three oh, stadium series, heritage jersey. Two, two reverse, two heritage jerseys, two reverse retros. Stealth. I mean, yeah, give it a rest. And, and, and an Adidas heritage jersey. Yeah, well, I said two heritage. That's oh, what I okay. Meant. Well, then, then you get uh, Evolve Teal, Evolve White. Yeah, dude, we're putting Ian to sleep. We need to move on. Uh, 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 I'm, I'm just dying to see if they do a third jersey. But if, but if they do a single season third jersey, they are certainly waiting until the last fucking minute to like put it out. And based on the fact that like, how many jerseys have they posted uh, or changed up in the last couple of seasons that have all leaked early? Like, hmm. <laughs> if it hasn't leaked by now, I question if it's going to happen. But we'll see. From what I've heard, it won't happen right away. Sorry, you can say that again. I said no. I just I said yeah. My eyes just kind of glazed over there for a second. We're good. Yeah. I'm here. Fine. All right. But but yeah, it's it may not happen right away. It maybe it might happen on the Black Friday game. Oh Christ! All right, let's so. move on. Opinions so. on stealth jerseys. It grew on me. It wasn't my favorite when I first came up, but it grew on me. I I love the the circuit board and the stripes with that. Uh, that that was the best part of it. Uh, well, I like the idea. I just wish uh, the league would allow them to go with the full motherboard num numeral effect uh, on the back of it. That would have looked really, really nice. Well, I I would have liked if they would have been able to go with their original idea where they would have actually had teal numbers. Agreed. Yeah. It'd make it different. Mm-hmm. So, all so, right. Anywho, those I think that's it for for our first pod of the year. Uh, in Fuck, case... They're going to use the screaming shark, aren't they? That's what they're going to do. You think I so? Think so. Like, I think if they were going to go to the screaming shark, like we would have done it by now. Well, I have uh, SJ Sharks jerseys on Instagram. <laughs> uh, I I think they're so in love with that new Finn logo. I think that's going on the front. I I think there might be a little too in love with that. I'm I'm not a fan. Of, of that logo to be honest i love the original version i like the stealth version the evolved version mm -mm. so in case you missed anything when you want to watch this again you can catch teal town usa everywhere and smash those like and sub and bell buttons right now uh 
We really appreciate it. It really helps the algorithm. And you can find us wherever you get your podcasts, whether it's Apple or Google, YouTube, SoundCloud, Spotify, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, Odyssey. And, of course, we'll always post it on tealtownusa.com. For now. What do you mean for now? I paid a freaking amount of money for that. This, this is not for... That's not for air, but anyways, <laughs> I have I have something I, I have something I do want to say before we before we screw off here. Um, well, okay, so um, it has nothing to do with the sharks, but um, obviously, like Twitter's dumb now, really dumb, and like <laughs> I always question like why I stay on there. But then today, okay, so yesterday, last night, my son's YouTube channel got taken down because it was in his name, and he's too young to have a YouTube channel, so they took it down. Um, and then so I put a call out on because I knew he was going to be absolutely devastated so i stayed up last night trying to put his youtube channel kind of back together with what videos i had unfortunately lost a bunch of stuff and i said hey guys on the twitter machine i said hey guys if anyone could sub to my son's channel like he would be ecstatic because he's going to be so bummed out and he has way more subscribers now than he did when his channel got taken down and that is thanks to all of you so from the bottom of my heart Thank you so much for not only like restoring my faith in humanity and Twitter a little bit, but for just being awesome because it wasn't something that anyone had to do. But the fact that you guys stepped up for me was was fantastic. And he was super excited when he got home from school. You know, obviously he's bummed out. He lost some stuff. But uh, overall, he was super happy. Um, so thank you so much. Thanks to everyone except Ela. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just going to wait for the live stream for him. All right. And then have him uh, do the show with you one night, you know. Oh, I can't. I can't wait till he buys YouTube. And so he can shut us down. Oh, fuck that guy. Fuck that. Don't even don't even <laughs> joke about that. And there it is. There's your first F that guy from Ian this season. Oh, boy. All right. So that's Ian blogs hockey on the. X machine, apparently. Oh, God. AJ, your final thoughts before we uh, get out of here. Uh, I don't know when it's going to happen, but at some point we'll be doing, uh, Jerk and I will be back in here. Probably be the, the Sunday before the season starts, which is uh, when you should do a preview show. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> October then you'll actually 8th. know what the hell's going on. Yeah. So the 8th will be, uh, I don't know if we'll get in before then. Uh, but chances are uh, I may be talking to a person or two behind the scenes uh, from the Sharks, and uh, that'll be uh, posted when it occurs. And uh, hopefully next Monday maybe might have a little little something special to uh, share. But uh, with that, uh, looking forward to doing a, another season of the Pucknologist. And uh, as we tend to do, the show evolves. So uh, expect a couple interesting changes coming up to the Pucknologist this season. Nice. And, of course, we'll be here after every single painful Sharks game <laughs> on Teal Town After Dark. Of course, when news breaks, we'll also break it down live, just like Alex Salak uh, being acquired by the team a couple of years ago. Come on, that was fun. And hell, if, if, I don't know why people were angry at us. And like, if Steve like, you did 45 no minutes for this. Did you listen to it? Did, yeah. Then what the hell's your problem? Is like, he with the Ducks now? Yeah. <sighs> yes. Wow. Yep. Too cool. If Steve Dangle could do a Noah Gregor video, we can do Alex Salak. 
Oh, we're going to do all the Alex Daylock videos. Oh, too. yes. You just wait. Who yes. the hell is Steve Dink? Threaten me with a good time. <laughs> <laughs> all right. For Ian, AJ, and myself, you can find me at PuckGuy14 on the Twitter and Instagram. This is the only the start. This is only the start, folks. Let's make it a fun one. And until then, thanks for watching, and we will see you next time. Have a good one.